Happy Tuesday. This is The Ron Show for Runoff Tuesday, December 6, 2022. I am your host, Ron Roberts, and thanks for listening on the America One Radio app and at AmericaOneRadio.com. Well, we've made it, and after, I would hope, 7 o'clock tonight, we can see a lot less Senate versus Senate campaign ads and get back to more of the Beaver Toyota commercials. I like that lady, the way she talks. I just, I like the way she talks. She's very comforting. But then again, I was born and raised in the South, so maybe that's why. Oh, of course, the awkward erectile dysfunction commercials that aired during the newscast as well, and the various pharmaceutical commercials with the long list of reasons you shouldn't take the new pill that come at the end of the short reasons and the wistful visuals of why you should. I digress. We are at the end of the runoff election cycle, which means that tomorrow the 2024 cycle begins. That's usually how it works, right? But we still have to uh, wait just uh, a little more than an hour and 45 minutes before polls close, barring any uh, inconsistencies or issues that would necessitate those judges keeping polls open just a little while longer. The weather has not been kind today. Uh, As I start working on today's show, it's two o'clock and it is foggy as all get out in downtown Atlanta. Now, the rain, for the most part, has stopped, but it is still chilly and miserable out. Don't know how much longer that'll wear on. Hopefully, by the time we're airing, we're starting to see some breaks in the clouds, and uh, it won't be miserable while you wait in line to vote. And thus, it would finally be Election Day when Herschel Walker would actually speak to reporters again. He uh, started the day having breakfast at the Marietta Diner and was surrounded by a few reporters and camera folks and folks holding microphones. And, well, gosh, he he actually, well, sort of spoke with reporters and sort of answered some of their questions. I, I feel with God every day, too. How are you? How are you feeling about the outcome? I feel very good about the outcome. I think the early vote was good. Yeah, it is. We're not going to I'm not going to answer that question. What, I don't care what you say. We're not going to answer that. We're not going to answer that. What we're going to talk about is voting. We're going to talk about is voting. And I think what the people have done is done a good job. I think one of the best things we did is during the early election, I think people got out and they voted. And I think people can't say anything about Atlanta anymore. Uh, I think Atlanta right now shows that they don't care about all this black and white. They care about voting. Bottom line, you're feeling confident. I feel good. I feel good. We're going to win this election. Uh, out of Georgia, over, over, over Ohio State, final score, Georgia going to win by seven. And what's your closing <laughs> message to voters? I think my closing message is I want to thank them for what they've done right now. We're going to get out and win this election. Herschel Walker is going to be your senator. We're going to get things changed. Do you have any regrets about how this race was run? Not one. How this race was run? Do you have any regrets about how you I don't regret anything that Raphael Warnock has done. I think he's got to regret that. I think when my team has done one heck of a, heck of a job. To come in and do what they've done right now, and all this money has been spent against them, they've done one heck of a job, and I'm so proud of my team. And that's the reason that we're in this election right now. That's the reason we're going to win this election, because right now, Georgia is looking for a senator that's going to speak for them. Raphael Warnock has not spoken for Georgia. Everyone knows that, and, I, and they never said anything about it. Right now, I'm going to speak for the Georgia people. The Georgia people are good people. 
the okay. issue, the issue okay. of character is very important to voters. And why, as we, as we, as we, the reason I'm not going to address that because it don't need to be addressed. Yeah. The issue of character is rather a one out didn't take care of his apartment. So we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're, talking, we're, talking about, we're talking about your character. We're talking about Columbia Tower. We're talking about right now Georgia voters mm -hmm. voting. Right now, I put my character against rap here when I end the day. All right. right now, I've done a lot of things, but we have to go because I want to get people out to vote. Right now, this is a good time for people to go out and vote. They have their voices heard and they have their vote counted. I want to thank you guys. Thanks. All right, thanks, guys. <laughs> Didn't want to talk about his character, but wanted to throw out a couple of uh, barbs, the Columbia Tower trope that has been easily answered and debunked. Raphael Warnock doesn't manage or own Columbia Tower. It's owned by the church he presides over. However, it's also co-owned and managed by a private property management company. Inconvenient for him, and a, a little wordy to say that, so obviously he's not going to. While he likes to bring up the Columbia Tower trope, he also said he was going to assist any residents who were in danger of being evicted by paying off back rent. And um, there's been no evidence that he's done that. Remember, he was also going to file a defamation lawsuit against the first woman who came forward to say that he paid for her abortion, and there's been no suit filed. The second woman who came forward to claim that he paid for her abortion, in fact, coming to town and taking her back to the clinic after she changed her mind about doing it, has yet to be put in touch with Mr. Walker, despite her wanting a face-to-face -face conversation in front of cameras to do so. And there's no defamation lawsuit filed against her either. Nor the woman who came forward and actually, was it Cheryl, Cheryl Parza, was that her name? Came forward this week and detailed his history of being violent with her. No defamation lawsuit against her. But Herschel Walker wants to talk about his opponent's character. Sorry, Mr. Walker, there's just no comparison. And I'm a huge Georgia Bulldog fan. My oldest cat is named after you because you were such a legend in college football. Even had a storied pro football career. I admired the fact that you were so public about your bout with mental health struggles. And even looked the other way when it came to the domestic violence situations because you were forthright about that as well. But that seemed to have stopped as you've decided to enter the political arena. Now you don't want to talk about it. Now you don't want that to be part of your character. You think, oh, I wrote a book about it. I've made amends for it and it's all over with. And yet more people are coming forward. And now the rape allegations that you swear you're going to file defamation lawsuits against but haven't while running a very pro-life campaign. I don't know, Mr. Walker, it just doesn't add up. It just doesn't add up. And while I cannot speak as a person of color, because I am not, I can only imagine the palpable frustration, sometimes even anger, within the African-American community to see a party that has worked so hard to deny and disparage and dismiss calls for an end to systemic and codified bias, anoint an African-American man who's famous solely for being a good athlete, 
while they have the Laura Ingraham types telling LeBron James to shut up and dribble. Being gay myself, it always frustrates me when some log cabin Republican gets the microphone, the, the Milo Yiannopoulos types. What was the, uh, what was the, the closeted uh, congressman that racked up the, the stereotypically high furniture expenses for his office? Gay. Yes, it was Aaron Schock. Oh, frustrated the dog's not out of me. But I can imagine what it's like to be a person of color and to see the Herschel Walkers be clung to by conservatives. Everything he says is the gospel. Oh, God, we're wolves and vampires. And yet, the overwhelming majority of those people of color in this country say something completely different, and they dismiss and denounce it. I want you to listen to the words of... This is a great, a fantastic follow, by the way, on TikTok. Thomas the Villain Bishop. Just listen to his frustration. So USA Today put out an opinion piece and it's basically something I've been saying all along about Herschel Walker. You see in the annals of the Republican brain, Herschel Walker is the perfect representation for black people without question. He is every stereotype that we have been called for 40, 50, 60 fucking years. Every single one. Absentee father, check. Abusive, check. Illiterate, check. Athletic, check. Will listen to what his masters say, check. He's a perfect representation. And sadly, he might just win. He might just win. You see, black men like Fred Hampton and Huey P. Newton and Malcolm X and Martin Luther King at no point would they do the step and fetch it for them, for American society. They weren't going to do it. Too much pride, too much dignity, too much manliness for that to happen. But the racist tropes never went away. They never did. We never confronted them, unless we confronted them in the black community. But we never confronted them nationwide, society-wide. So they persisted. And to look at someone like Raphael Warnock, who embodies the spirit of the Fred Hamptons, the Malcolm X's, the Martin Luther King's. Well, how do you beat that? You beat it by putting somebody so polar opposite, yet so acceptable because he's under your banner that he might just win. And they found it. Lusting after white women, check. Mm. He is everything we have ever been called in society. I keep saying all along, if they find a picture of Herschel Walker eating chicken and watermelon, you will have N-word bingo. And sadly, he might win. So when people start talking to me about how much we've progressed as a society, the only thing I'm going to say from this point forward is look at Herschel Walker and tell me you still believe that. Now, I don't expect there to be a whole lot of conservatives tuning in to my show on the regular. I do know one in particular, but those who are tuning in at whatever hour they are, it's either getting kind of late for you to think about voting or not voting, or it's past that time. Here's my last pitch for Raphael Warnock 
and against Herschel Walker. If either candidate had to do what's right and vote contrarily to their party leadership, which do you trust would actually do that? Famously, we're told in commercials that Raphael Warnock votes with Joe Biden 96% of the time. I mean, it's the exact opposite of the way it works. Actually, the House and Senate votes and then the president signs. So it's kind of a really dumb quote to begin with. But that's pretty much the case with everybody who runs for office. If your party's presidential candidate won the election, you're going to vote with them 89, 90, 95, 96% of the time. But there's also that 4% we're talking about, right? Do you think Herschel Walker would ever buck his party? Does he give you any inclination that he has the aptitude to think independently? He can't even do Fox News interviews independently. Lindsey Graham on one side, Ted Cruz on the other. More on show after this on the America One Radio app and America One Radio.com. 